0: Hello, I'm Jim White and welcome to It's New Year, a special festive edition of It's Friday, your arts and culture guide. Coming up, we'll be taking a look back at the best in films, music and TV over the last year and the last decade. The 2010s have brought us some incredible television, which saw budgets usually only seen in Hollywood, spent by the likes of HBO and Netflix, bringing high-end drama into our sitting rooms. The last decade saw the end of epic series like Mad Men and Breaking Bad, as well as the one-off gems like Chernobyl.
1: just world is a sane world. There was nothing sane about Chernobyl.
0: In music, the decade was dominated by two titans of British pop, Ed Sheeran... ..and Adele. And it wasn't titans, but superheroes who dominated the silver screen, with the likes of Black Panther and Endgame, taking the biggest box office ratings. But the 2010s also brought us plenty of breakthrough indie classics like Boyhood. I was trying to make a movie about childhood. I just had this one big idea. Well, how about just get the same cast and we'll film a little bit each year. Like, could you do that? Would that work as a movie? Well, joining me to pick through the best and worst arts and culture that the 2010s had to offer are the Daily Mail's TV critic Claudia Connell, film critic Brian Viner, and Adrian Thrills, the Daily Mail's music critic. Let's start with movies, then, Brian. Right. What this is, this has it been a good decade for you? Has been, it
2: been a classic? I think it's been a really good decade. Yeah. In fact, when I was asked to compile a list of the best of the decade, it was uh, it went on and on and on. It was quite hard to to you know scrub some out. It's been the decade of boyhood.
0: The film was going to capture this fictional family aging over twelve years. You know, it's not a documentary; it's a story. You guys ready to have some fun? Yeah. yeah.
2: Which was a uh, Richard Richard Linklater's amazing film where he took where over twelve years he he followed the same child growing up and wove this the the real experiences of the child and. Ethan Hawke, who played his father, and Patricia Arquette, who played his mother, wove those into the story, and it was quite an
0: extraordinary film, really. Well, we uh, wouldn't need to do that anymore, because you could just do what the Irishman did and change time and do it all in a family. year. Yeah,
2: you can, and, and in a way, that's a shame. It kind of lacks, you know, we miss something doing it that way. But uh, that was a fantastic, that was a really fantastic film, I thought. Um, I love Spotlight, which was the... Uh, the film about the Boston Globe's uh, revelations about child abuse in the, in the Catholic
0: Church. I know there's things you cannot tell me, but I also know there's a story here, and I think everybody will hear about it. Do you think your paper has the resources to take that on? I do. Do you?
2: True story, brilliantly acted, really wonderfully done, deservedly won the Oscar. I thought Brooklyn was a really charming, charming film. in the United States,
3: ma'am. Dear Rose, I miss you and mother and think about you every day. The most important news is that I have a job and I'm in a boarding house. I was glad to see you finally got some letters from home today. <laughs> I wish that I could stop feeling that I want to be an Irish girl in Ireland.
0: Homesickness
2: is like most sicknesses for a pass and it sort of came and went without too much of a a fanfare which I think was a a shame it was about Saoirse Ronan who's absolutely charming and has gone on to to, to greater things Uh, she played it was set in the early 1950s and she played a a young very naive Irish Catholic girl who goes and emigrates to to New York Uh, and it's about a sort of burgeoning love story uh, between her and and an American boy it was absolutely delightful really charming Goodness me, there was um, hell or high water. The bank loan, just enough to keep
1: your mama poor. Thought they could swipe her land.
0: It's a
3: big bank. It's too big. That's what she said. Now they can foreclose on Friday. So come hell or high water, get the money to the bank on Thursday.
2: And then you are free and clear. Which again sort of slightly came and went and, you know, didn't maybe win all the plaudits it could have done, but it was a a fantastic modern-day Western Really good, made by a, a British director, David McKenzie. Uh, so there was that, and then from this year, we've had Joker.
0: This is the last time we'll be meeting. You don't listen, to do you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts?
2: All I have are negative thoughts. In fact, the New Tarantino once upon a time in Hollywood. Then there was Manchester by the Sea. There oh, was, uh, I love Manchester uh, yeah. by the Sea. Uh, Manchester incredible. by the Sea, I think,
0: was probably the most moving uh, movie I saw. What happened to my brother? I'm really sorry you couldn't get here in time.
1: I gotta get up there before school lets out. So that's Lee Chen. the Lee Chen, huh?
2: It was my impression that you'd spent a lot of time here over the years. Your brother has provided for Patrick's upkeep.
3: I don't
0: understand. Well, I can't be his guardian.
2: I I assumed Joe had discussed all this
0: with you. He didn't. You are channelling, however, your inner Martin Scorsese here because surely the biggest thing about the last decade has been the Marvel franchises, the superhero movies. They're they're the ones that make the money, aren't they? Well,
2: they are, and I've sort of slightly deliberately avoided them, not because I don't like them. I I, I don't necessarily subscribe to... Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola, what you know, what they've said about about those superhero movies, because I think some of them are very entertaining. What you was the best
0: one for you? Was Black well,
2: Panther for me, the best? I think I mean I love Black Panther. I thought that was really it was different and it was extremely well done.
1: Tell me something.
0: What do you know about Wakanda?
1: It's a third world country. Textiles, shepherds? cool outfits all the front explorers have searched for it called it el dorado they looked for it in south america but it was in africa the whole time
2: i'm the only one who's seen it
1: and made it out alive
2: yeah and you know Avenger the Avengers films and Endgame, you know it was it was and of course all the you know the Star Wars films, all those you know the big massive blockbusters you know some of them have been very good this decade but uh, but I prefer to look at the you know for the, the the ones that have really made an impact on me are the slightly smaller smaller lesser films in know in, in the sense of you know what they look like, the kind of visual the visuals of them you know I'd, when a film relies so much on cGI that for me. You know, it's not—it's not filmmaking at it its absolute best, in my opinion. No,
0: it's—it's—it's it's actually doing a kind of computer game. Claudia, yeah. do you ever get the chance to go to the movies? Or... Oh yeah,
3: I do, I do. Uh, yes, and yeah. Would you
0: agree with Brian? Is there anything he's missed out? You're thinking, why do not you mention that?
3: Oh, actually, well, well, no. Talking about Brooklyn, that I—I—that I, reminds me. I, I absolutely love that film. I thought that oh, was um, cool. and it's just a film about. A, but being homesick as well—it's just—it yeah. was just, yeah, so moving. I think anybody who's had to live away from home for some reason, it just—it really captured that, just just missing your home and missing your family.
0: Yeah. And uh, and Adrian, are you a are you a superhero fan, or, or would you
3: avoid I've them? So Marvel,
1: the um, the Guardians of the Galaxy films, I thought were standouts.
3: Root has been traveling recently as Rocket's personal houseplant slash muscle. Peter, Jason, Quill. He's also known as
1: Star Lord.
0: Who calls him that himself mostly.
1: He's wanted largely on charges of
3: minor assault, public intoxication, and fraud. Oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't know how this machine worked.
1: Both with, with great soundtracks as well, fabulous kind of retro soundtracks. I Everything mean, you could fit on one side of a C45 uh, was in there. I thought they were they were excellent and. Um, Again, this year I think there's been, you know, as Brian says, Joker and the Tarantino film, both um, exceptional pieces of work.
0: Of course, Joker had that moment of uh, slight uh, pop controversy, didn't it? Where it had the scene that was uh, soundtracked by a Gary Glitter track, which uh, took took a few people by surprise. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, to say the least. Yeah, it's uh, very controversial. I don't think he actually earns any money from it, apparently, mm-hmm. but um, it's, it's certainly a pivotal scene in that film, and uh, you know, there's uh, must have been some careful consideration went into that
2: inclusion. I wonder if I wonder if they even knew Adrian when they. Uh when they cuz an american made film i wonder if they knew about the uh, the glitter band and the and the association
3: he it's a outside perfect of perfect
2: choice of music for that but that, but
0: that piece of, but that piece of music is a familiar one in america it's used a lot in sporting events uh-huh. as a kind of uh, right, uh, yeah. so, so i think he was probably uh, thinking of that when he used yeah. it, rather than obviously uh, the dark associations. Yeah. Uh, you've been incredibly enthusiastic about the movies over the past decade. Um, anything you've seen that you thought, oh my word! No, every week you <laughs> see something like that.
2: Uh, uh, oh well, uh, yeah. There's a, there's, there are always you uh, know huge disappointments, and um, I mean we've had quite a few this year, Jim. It has to be said. I, there was a film called The Hustle this year, which was a remake of dirty rotten scoundrels do you remember that Mm. with with Mm. uh, michael Caine and Mm -hmm. steve martin
1: 1988
0: film sisters in arms
3: i had no idea how small time i was until i met you
0: penny why are women better suited to the con than men because
3: we're used to faking
0: it
2: well the hustle starred um anne hathaway and rebel wilson and it was so excruciatingly bad that you just kind of sat there with that sort of clench of embarrassment in your stomach, hoping that nobody in the auditorium <laughs> thought that you were, had anything to do with it, you know, do you know what I mean? It was, it was it <laughs> the was finger of blame part. was going to
0: be pointed. I don't know, at I don't you. know
2: why I should think that, because obviously, I, you know, I was just sitting there minding my own business. But I thought, I hope nobody in here thinks that you know I, I've had anything to do. With it. it was so bad. I th- I mean, you know, a little bit of Rebel Wilson goes a very long way, in my opinion. So. Uh, uh, but I won't pick on her but anyway
0: Adrian there's some of us in this world who is still hanker back to the 70s and the 80s as the great decades of popular music what will we look back to the 2010s is that how you say it 2010s I think it is yeah. what will the we tens? look back that to the 10s twi- what will we say about the 10s
1: well I think the, the Two artists, obviously from, from a British perspective, the two titans who've kind of straddled the decade have really been uh, Mr. Sheeran and, and Adele. I and mean, I think if you look at the, I think the, the top five selling albums of of the decade, you've got Adele's
0: 21 and 25 in there at one and two. It is no
1: work.
0: Never mind, I'll
1: find someone. And I think Ed at uh, three and four with multiply and divide. And say, boy, let's not talk too much. Grab on my waist and put
0: that body on me. Come and now follow my lead. Come, coming now follow my lead. I'm, now, follow my lead. Mm-hmm. I'm in love with the shape of you. We push and pull like a magnet, too. Although my heart is falling too.
1: there's another red shoe and one just outside the top five and um, they're the two big mainstream pop stars of, of the you know British wives of the decade and I think they've actually made some pretty good records Adele's 21 that second album you know I don't think romantic heartbreak has ever been articulated with quite as, as much kind of warmth and intensity as, uh, as kind of her kind of drunken diary entries um, Yeah, I thought that showed her as a a singer-songwriter of of the highest calibre, really. You know, songs like Rolling in the Deep and, of course, Someone Like You, that moment when she sang it at the Brits. you just knew there was a superstar in the making there. Um, Ed, he's um, Ed Sheeran. I think my favourite record of his is probably the most recent one, 2017 one, Divide. is his kind of typical small-town tales, but, you know, putting a bit more of a a kind of slight R&B and rap edge to it all as well. And I think with Ed, it's all about seeing him live. I mean, I don't know if any of our listeners have had the pleasure. I'm sure millions of them probably have. I mean, I saw him at, at Glastonbury, headlining Glastonbury without a band, and he did the same at Wembley Stadium. And like a lot of stars these days, the music is sometimes almost unremarkable but he, he's a hit just by sheer force of personality and his, his shows are great in, in that respect he really connects with, with, the, um, with the audience did you watch
2: yesterday the, uh, the movie yesterday the Richard Curtis film I yesterday I haven't the seen that one, one, one yet
1: actually
2: you no. haven't seen that oh you, you did yourself a favour there because Ed does a yeah. bit of acting he's not, he, he plays himself everyone I think we can all agree that we're impressed with Jack's songwriting talent right yeah. Yeah. So here's the plan. I'm going to go out that door, Jack's going to go out this door, and whoever writes the best song in ten minutes, wins.
1: What's the prize? No prize, just being the best songwriter. Jack, back in the USSR, Malik, are you in? Okay. Okay. And it can't be
0: anything you've written before, like nothing in your bottom drawer to be new tonight.
2: But is that not actually very good at playing
1: himself?
0: <laughs> Play himself. <laughs> 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 uh, he didn't uh, get the character quite right. He
2: didn't get it quite right. No, he was a bit wooden as himself. He's probably quite much better playing playing another
0: character. But uh, anyway. But yeah, he. he uh... are, are, are you a, are you an enthusiast for Ed or Adele? Um, well, actually, well,
3: um, when Adrian mentioned them, I just thought they they both headlined Glastonbury quite close to each other, and I do remember watching them at, at home, and and not finishing watching their set. I, although I don't mind listening to their music on the radio, I, I felt they were both really wrong for Glastonbury. And I think I think it was Ed Sheeran. I think the Foo Fighters either did the day before him and the day after, and they just blew everyone away. And I, I thought, that's what Glastonbury needs. It doesn't need one man and a guitar and also Adele. Although she's a great voice, I don't know. She just... I thought she's a little bit cruise ship there's the, one thing <laughs> yeah. that,
0: one thing that has happened in the last uh, decade uh, agent is the nostalgia circuit remains the heartbeat of music I mean you know the the stones are played Paul Simons played every year in Hyde Park there's somebody who started 40 50 years ago still packing them in.
1: It's uncanny, and that generation—they just—they refuse to, to fade away, don't they? It's—it's it's quite incredible. And the Stones, I saw last year at the, at the Olympic Stadium, and they still put on a phenomenal show. I mean, the thing about Stones is they, they've never been particularly tight and professional, so they have that kind of loose, rambling gait that um, it kind of just gets better and better with age. But um, but I think it's also been—it's been a decade, I think, of some quite um, quite. Important new stars have emerged as well. I think, you know, Lana Del Rey, her debut album, Born to Die. As a kind of mainstream pop record with a, with this kind of very languid, almost gloomy edge to it, I thought was, was a pretty exceptional. Record the um, it's another American singer, Bonnie Vere, otherwise known as Justin Vernon.
2: And once I knew I
1: was not he made his first album in a in a log cabin in Wisconsin, a very kind of indie orientated record. But his second one, which is actually called Bonnie Vere. He—it's almost like he'd opened his eyes and embraced the world outside—and it's a very kind of big, warm pop album. Even, even kind of shades of Phil Collins to some of the songs, but uh, it's actually a record that Adele called the soundtrack to my heart. So I think there's a bit of a theme. I think it's been a big decade for kind of sad, big sad romantic breakup records. Uh, Seems to be everyone, everyone's everyone got a heartbreak album in there, and I think that's been one of the themes of the decade.
0: Uh, and Brian, what, what, what do you listen to on your Sonos or your your Spotify? What, what do you grab? Are, are you still into things that are new? Uh,
2: a little bit. My my children sort of introduced me to newish things, but I did go to a gig recently. Adrian uh, went went to uh, went to Bordeaux uh, to see Belle and Sebastian which was oh, well, yeah uh, yeah which was fantastic i absolutely loved that it was the first gig i've been to you're right at the cutting yeah. edge yeah. well Brilliant. i know that's not the exactly Bastion. that's for me that is very cutting edge <laughs> uh, but um but i am a bit of an old traditionalist and um you know i'm a, i'm am I'm a huge beatles fan always have been grew up in that part of the world so um which is what actually one of the if i can just sort of swing this back to movies it was one of the big disappointments about yesterday because you know, it had the Beatles music and it had a, you know, it was Danny Boyle directed it and I just thought it was one of the disappointments of the year for me. It just didn't didn't work for me at all. Uh, but yeah, Sorry. the music was great.
1: Yeah, music in films as well has been, it's an increasingly big thing, isn't it? I mean, both as... Kind of innovative soundtracks, but also just films that, um, either, that are either biopics, you know, the Elton and Queen ones, or yeah, absolutely. Blinded by the Light, which was just, and, and of course yesterday, you know, Blinded by the Light, which used the, the music of Springsteen as, as a kind of fabric that was, was woven into the story. And I thought he did it really well as well.
3: You should be listening to our music before you start getting confused and hating yourself. <laughs>
0: to everything. I can feel it all right here. It's like Bruce knows everything I've ever felt, everything I've ever
1: wanted.
2: Also, Edgin, the uh, all the documentaries this year about you know the Amazing Grace, the Aretha Franklin one, and the and the Motown documentary, they've been they've been incredible as well. Motown was like going to Disneyland. You see Marvin Gaye playing
1: the piano. The Young Michael Jackson. Race riots, assassinations, murders. And all that's going on, and yet the music of Motown was growing in the hearts of everyone. Yeah, there's been a few. There's a Depeche Mode one there. Obviously, Springsteen turned his last album into a film as well, didn't he? The Western style. I
2: loved that. I thought that Sounds was absolutely... Album. I, it was really wonderful. I really loved that, yeah.
1: I've spent 35 years trying to learn how to let go of the destructive parts of my character.
0: Hey, I'm just travelling
1: And I still have days when I struggle with it.
0: Catch me now, cause tomorrow I'll be gone.
1: We all have our broken pieces, emotionally, spiritually. In this life, nobody gets away unhurt. And we're always trying to find somebody whose broken pieces fit with our broken pieces and something whole emerges.
0: And, And Claudia, uh, you spend a lot of time in front of the small screen. Yeah. Things have changed completely in the past decade, haven't they? Yeah. Has that had any consequence on quality?
3: Um, well, I, I think the quality is, you've got, obviously you've got Apple TV now and you've got Netflix and they're producing some incredible dramas and that, that does mean that people like Channel 4, BBC, ITV have had to raise their game. Uh, we know that people aren't really watching soaps anymore. They want proper quality dramas
0: um, now i'm going to put you uh, i'm going to put you on the spot what are hmm. the three best things of the decade what are the things that will be looking back the kind of equivalent of faulty towers and the office uh, in the future
3: well, there, there are big dramas that didn't start this decade that ended this decade. Things like Mad Men and, and Breaking Bad, for example. Um, but I, I, I think for me, the one that I that keeps springing to mind when I think of the best things decade, which is a recent one, it, it was this year, which was uh, Chernobyl, for me, I thought was just like the, the most incredible piece of TV. It was uh, Sky Atlantic and HBO. It was a joint production, cost an awful lot of money. They spent four years researching it.
1: novel is on fire and every atom of uranium is like a bullet, penetrating everything in its path,
2: metal, concrete, flesh. Now Chernobyl holds over three
0: trillion of these bullets. Some of them will not stop firing for 50,000 years. Well, it absolutely showed on the screen, didn't it? I thought thought it's reproduction of... I mean, it almost looked as though they built... A nuclear power station yeah. as the set. It was remarkable. It was
3: remarkable. And, and the thing that I, I loved, and I, I don't know, Brian, how you feel about it, is that they all, they uh, played in their natural accents, so there was no um, comedy Russian accents. And I I, I, I that seems to be a fairly new thing, and I I, I like that, actually. I wonder if they
2: got that from the death of Stalin, you know, the, uh, yeah. the comedy that came out the year before where they play, <laughs> yeah. played all these Russian characters in with the kind of British regional yeah. accents, which... Uh, you know, there was some terrible, appalling general who was a broad Yorkshireman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, yeah. But you, you might, maybe it came from that. But uh, I do think Jared Harris is an amazing actor. Isn't yes. He is, yes. Yeah, he's he's kind of seems to have come from nowhere somehow. He was, a, of course, he was in Mad he Men. He was as in well. Mad Men, wasn't it? Yeah, yes,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. And
0: then, but he's a wonderful
2: actor.
3: Yeah, he is.
0: Yeah, and 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 Chernobyl, of course, was you know, as you said, it was an HBO product. There was an awful lot of money behind it. Has the BBC kind of been left behind, I guess? Has it come up with anything that is going to be remembered in the future decades?
3: Um, they've had... Well, for, for me, I think their comedies um, have really improved. I I'd pick out something like W1A as, as a really good comedy that we've had this past decade. Of
0: the many meetings he's been to in his first two weeks at the BBC... This is the one where Ian finally has the chance to put the value of values literally on the agenda. There's one word that I want us to take with us on the journey and to set the tone for everything we do. That word is confidence. Confidence. Really? Sure. Christ.
3: And Fleabag as well. You know that feeling when a guy you like sends you a text at two o'clock on a Tuesday night asking if he can come and find you? And then you
1: open the door to him like he's always forgotten he's coming over. Oh!
0: um, W1A, of course, is about the kind of... uh uh, minutiae of yes. working in the in the BBC. It yeah. was almost it was navel gazing, wasn't
3: it, Claudia? Well, I mean, if if you've ever worked at the BBC, you've ever dealt with the BBC, you realise how how spot on this is. I mean, it's, it's people with ridiculous titles like the who do you had director of Better and things like that, and then of course you had the head of values. Um, I mean, maybe it's it's a bit of a, a media choice, and maybe it didn't mean a lot to other people, but I, I just thought it was it was. It came at the right time because it was, I think it's, it came on our screens in about 2014. Um, and it was all. It was very much about the sort of the woke generation and the snowflake generation, which everybody was talking about at the time. And it, it, it felt like it was right for that moment.
0: Beautifully written by John Norton. Yeah. And his previous comedy was 2012, yeah. which was almost, it kind of suggested that, the 2012 Olympics were going to be a complete disaster. That's what it I was think predicated that's where, on. I
3: think because we thought we couldn't possibly follow Beijing. Yeah. So was, yeah.
0: And yet, of course, the 2012 Olympics, the opening ceremony, was the most was, watched yeah. thing on television in the decade. Mr. Ball, your Majesty. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I didn't know The that. 2012 yeah. opening ceremony, uh, yeah. I think, you know, the figures are up there, sort of 20 million. Right. And it was going back to the old yeah. grand days of, 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 of you know, raw weddings and Everybody and watching so on. the same thing. Brilliant, same time, brilliant yeah. piece of yeah. drama. Adrian, do, do, do you ever get to watch the telly? Are you too busy listening well, I, to I music?
1: you actually of the, some of the bbc comedies i think of the past 10 years the uh, a couple that stick out for me obviously uh there's people just do nothing which i think was, was very funny my
3: name's jibadi g aka jibuds aka the rig doctor aka the mayor of
0: hounslow i'm not actually a doctor or a mayor but i can get you the certificates as
1: part of a 36 month bar contract that you will not be able to get out of Again, that kind of fly-on-the-wall documentary style that was kind of pioneered by the office. This country, I thought, was, was brilliant as well. It was such kind of soft, warm, subtle satire about life in a, in a Cotswolds village. I thought that was uh, kind of, you know, one of those ones you kind of watch and watch again and you kind of see little nuances each time.
3: So this is my cousin Curtin, but not only is he my cousin, he's my best mate as well because he's the only person I can share a box of celebrations with. Tell him why
1: because i love the bounties but i won't touch anything else she cannot stand the bounties mm. but she'll eat the rest of them
3: so nothing goes to waste. so you literally just come in my house won't you and yeah. just hoover up
0: all
1: the bounties. that's what i do yeah i like the underdog i wasn't even that impressed the first time i saw it i thought oh, i'll give it another go and it just it reveals its charms kind of very slowly
0: and i can't I, every time i hear her mother shout down the stairs, <laughs> yeah. I just I just fall over laughing. No, it I'm is absolutely I've never, th- I've never seen that actually.
1: Oh, this vinyl. country is wonderful, is absolutely yeah. wonderful. Yeah, and yeah. the mother's a great character because you never actually see her on screen. Or you never, never see her. She's, she's clearly right. played right. by On the top of the stairs. Yeah, she's
0: just this kind of disembodied voice. She she is clearly played by the by by the same uh, actors as her daughter. It's a it's a wonderful yeah. series. And like all and these things.
1: the series. vicar, the vicar's a great character. The uh, the Reverend Seaton. Oh kind of, come uh,
0: on, Adrian. You, listen, you, you've hit the nail on the head with this country. Um, w- one of the other things that has come about in, in television is is the rise of the writer. And so we've seen people like Sally Wainwright with Happy Valley and, and other uh, yes, things yeah. that she's come up with. Jed Mercurio, Line of Duty. I'm surprised you didn't mention Line of Duty. Have you is it, Have you gone off Line of Duty?
2: Has I, it I, faded?
3: I, I thought the last series really, yeah, sort of jumped the shark, as, as they say. What have we got? Hijack of a transport by armed men wearing balaclavas.
0: Three police officers murdered in cold blood.
3: The hijack required a police insider.
0: My team will get to the root of anything.
3: That was series five, and I think we, we know that there's another one to come. So, yeah, that's what's what they they tend to do with with their writers. Peaky they blinders sort of, as well, you think? Yeah, yeah. Peaky blinders mm. again. That's Stephen Knight, isn't it? How oh, would
1: I shake the hand of a man who didn't even fight for his country?
0: It's not a good idea to look at Tommy Shelby the wrong way. Stephen Knight's doing The Christmas Carol,
3: yes, you were telling yeah,
0: me, doing so doing that might carol. sound strange. Yes. Stephen
2: Knight, if I could just butt in here, yeah. Stephen Knight, who, I, who I've met, very nice fellow, but he also, before all this, before he started Peaky Blinders or whatever, he was one of the inventors of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Was he talk about a versatile
0: fellow yeah yeah Was he? Yeah. Was he? Yeah. That is amazing. I, I interviewed Stephen Knight as well and he told me I, I I said you know it's very violent Peaky Blinders and he said oh it's nothing compared to the real thing that went on. I yeah. said oh, give me an example and he he got a lot of it from his I think it's his great uncle who lived through the 20s in in Birmingham and said that Immediately after the First World War, there was a guy, a character who used to go around all the pubs on a Saturday night in Birmingham in Small Heath, and he had a cage with a rat in it, and he used to put his head in the cage and fight to the death with the rat good with look. his teeth, the rat's and death. then go and the, to the, the rat's death, <laughs> yeah, and then go around collecting money, and that was entertainment in Blimey. Small Heath yeah. on a Saturday Actually, night. Have
2: you been to Small Heath on a Saturday night recently? It's still quite a bit like that.
3: <laughs> that would make a good reality TV <laughs> program.
0: I think they do that on. Uh, On on that, anyway, reality TV, of course, has been a a huge thing of the 2010s as well. Um, Strictly, or would you say I'm a celeb? What's the best of the two?
3: I I think Strictly. I mean, well, Strictly wins in the audience ratings. Um, I'm a celeb. This, this, the one that was on this year wasn't wasn't so great, Um, and the one that's really just dying a death is the X Factor. Uh, we didn't, didn't have an X Factor, a regular X Factor this year. We had X Factor Celebrity, which was a disaster. And one they've just started, which is X Factor The Band, which has is, is just started in December. And again, that's been an absolute ratings disaster. So I think we like, could see the end of that.
1: We've witnessed the slow, painful death of those... The talent shows over the over the last couple of years, haven't we? I think they, uh, if they if they ever did have a a kind of place in in the pop culture firmament, firmament it was it was certainly early on when they were yielding the likes of Leona Lewis and One Direction, and, and they actually produced some worthwhile acts. I think I think either the talent pool is. Becoming increasingly shallow or or pop itself has kind of moved on, it's moved away from that manufactured strain into into kind of music that's being made in people's bedrooms on laptop computers and uh, you know kind of suddenly a concept very alien to the X Factor.
0: It's changed yeah. it's changed almost as much as Simon Cowell's face
1: has. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the decade of bake-off though.
0: A perfect iced finger should be soft, light and airy. Oh look at those! Have to turn them round. You see the end ones are getting a little bit burnt. How long have they been in? They need two more minutes
3: officially. Yeah, I think is it yes going from the the BBC to Channel Four and yeah. yeah. Again, I think a lot of people felt that that Bake Off this year something went wrong and it it, it fell a bit flat. It, it the move to Channel Four, it, it survived with the the. the you know the new hosts and everything but it's just yeah it, it's maybe it's just
0: they've tried everything haven't they yeah. the, the sky do a kind of um artistic version of the bake-off yeah and, uh, i think netflix are coming up with a gardening version there's been an allotment version everyone's yeah. trying to find yeah. a new way but actually maybe
3: maybe it's, maybe yeah. it's
0: risen and is beginning to sink Oh, uh, yeah. nice, very nice uh, metaphor, yeah. Yeah. is that a pun yeah, yeah. yeah. i appreciate that <laughs> uh, brian claudia and adrian that was brilliant thank you so much for joining us Now it's time for hits and misses, where our critics ignore the hype and tell us what they really thought about this year's releases. Adrian, we, we've talked about the best of the decade. What will we remember twenty nineteen for music wise?
1: I think it's been a really good year, actually, and um, big, really big records have come just towards the end of the year. In fact, since we started the the podcast, the, uh, I love the Michael Kiwanuka album. A real kind of modern soul classic came out towards the end of the year. Um, and again the, the Springsteen live version of Western Stars is a big favourite. me down is a friend. Tonight the Western stars are shining bright again. Here in the canyons sunset. The I think from earlier in the year, a couple of um, American female singers, Billie Eilish, her debut, she's the world's most famous teenager, and uh, <laughs> anyone with, with teenage daughters or even younger uh, will be kind of probably aware of her music. But it's a really interesting record, co-written and produced by her brother, with some really interesting kind of earworm songs on there. Another one from earlier in the year, Mark Ronson's "Late Night Feelings," kind of moved him away a little bit from the good time party music that. He'd been associated with, and uh, he called it an album of sad bangers. And uh, some really interesting guests as well Liki Lee, the Swedish singer, and uh, Camilla Cabello uh, as guest vocalists.
0: I'm afraid I'm going to show my um, age, if nothing else. I, I totally agree with you on the Springsteen. Uh, in fact, Brian and I went to see the movie well, together, did, didn't yeah, we? We yeah. saw Western Stars. I, 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 I just thought, you know, the, the, it it was a really wonderful production. But also, he's moved on. He's developed, hasn't he? I mean, it's a it's a really interesting album. That
1: the album, the original album, was interesting enough, which was his homage really to Southern Californian pop, and. Um, Songwriters like Harry Nilsson, um, but um, and Jimmy Webb, but um, I think it really came to life in in Springsteen's old barn. He had it, it was all recorded in the intimate setting of a barn in his New Jersey. Home and uh, I'd love to see a gig there one day. If, if ever yeah,
0: we could arrange it. it yeah, uh, no, Adrian, <laughs> you've got to inv- get an invite, and if you do, Brian, me,
2: and we Claudia all want to come we as well. We could do a live. Yeah, sure. we, could,
1: we could do a live podcast from from <laughs> Bruce's barn. <laughs> that bar,
2: that kind of ramshackle, tumble down barn, Adrian, must be worth about five million dollars, don't you think? <laughs> I think <laughs> what, it's what yeah, a I
1: think it's been it's been seriously refurbished, hasn't it? But, yeah, um, incredible. Yeah, you know, a barn with a with a stage and a bar and um, yes. Christmas lights everywhere. It's uh... <laughs> We should all have one.
0: Uh, and, uh, Claudia, a good, good year for telly, would you say?
3: Yeah, I think it's been a, a, an amazing year for telly, actually. I'm just trying to think... Um...
0: Fleabag was this year, wasn't
3: it? Uh, the second series of Fleabag was this year, yes, yeah. Well,
0: that must be, the surely, the one highlight we we'll yeah, all need, that, that isn't was, it?
3: Yeah, that was a, a great TV highlight, yes. The hot priest, of course. I've got two important meetings and I look like a pencil. No!
0: Don't blame me for your bad choices. Hair isn't everything. Wow. What? Hair is everything we wish it wasn't so we can actually think about something else occasionally but it is
3: yes flea Bag was great dairy girls was a great comedy that was this year as well that was channel four comedy we need
0: to shift ourselves <laughs>
3: listen wains i've already said this down mommy please no funny business with these Protestant lads is that clear i don't want anybody landing back here pregnant
0: not very likely in my case I wouldn't rule it out, son. As some of you may know, I took a bit of a sabbatical last year.
1: Do you mean when you shacked up with a of hairdresser
3: but then she dumped you? Miss Mallon, please. Raise your hand if you want to ask a question.
1: OK, I think we should just move
3: on the hairdresser certainly did afterlife that was the ricky gervais thing that was on um, netflix ab- about grieving which you wouldn't have thought there'd be a lot of laughs in but it was actually a really sophisticated comedy and there's a, a second series of that coming in uh, 2020 this
0: is sandy if you could show the ropes tell her what's what humanity is a play we're a disgusting selfish parasite and the world would be a better place without us is that the sort of thing you meant
3: no. It was also a, a really good year for sort of powerful documentaries as well. It was, um, we had Leaving Neverland, the documentary about, about Michael oh, Jackson. Oh yes, of course, That yeah. was this year and that was, yeah, that was, I think it was Channel 4 that put that out here and that was a very powerful documentary.
0: I was
2: seven years old. Michael asked, do you and the family want to come to Neverland?
3: We drive in and forget about all your problems. You were in Neverland. It was a fantasy.
1: The days
2: were filled with magical childhood adventure experiences playing tag watching movies eating junk food anything you could ever want as a
0: child you, you recommended on this uh, podcast uh, Glenda Jackson and Elizabeth, Elizabeth is, is missing. missing wow I saw that on the the, the other night
3: it was just I, a masterclass in acting isn't it it was just extraordinary quite
0: yeah. remarkable yeah. performance by Glenda Jackson I mean we always knew she was an incredible yes. actress but she's been absent for from our screens for what 30 yes. years
3: yeah Amazing. and to come back and I do that. I,
0: I oh Brian, it that. is absolutely magnificent Why? I mean it'll be on what, is, what channel was it on
3: it was on BBC One on Sunday right so yeah. Be on iPlayer. Yeah, it
0: it was an incredible, incredible piece.
3: Elizabeth is missing. I know it. Are you out looking for her?
0: Like I told you yesterday, was I here yesterday? I looked everywhere for her. That's why I've got to find Elizabeth. Anything you've been very disappointed by on TV this year? I mean, obviously you're you're down on uh, X Factor and so on. Down on
3: X Factor. I thought um, The Capture was um, a BBC drama that started brilliantly and then just lost its way towards the end. under suspicion for assault and kidnap. I'm being set up! I didn't do anything I was quite disappointed by that.
0: The Capture was the one with the sort of CCTV... That was was about the manipulation of CCTV,
3: yes. That was meant to be... The the BBC had a a big hit with the bodyguard a couple of years ago and that was meant to be sort of in that vein and it, it didn't quite get there for me.
0: And, and, and Brian, movie-wise, can yeah. you see beyond Joker
2: winning uh, the Oscars? Yes, I mean, I thought Joker was... I, I think the Golden Globe nominations have just come out and I think they've got it about right. Cause so they are Joker's, what? Just reminders. us. Uh, well, Joker... I don't
0: listen to you. You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job?
1: Are you having any negative thoughts? All oh, I have are negative thoughts.
2: Once upon a time in Hollywood,
0: In this town, that can all change
1: like that.
2: Marriage story.:
0: Charlie and I are getting a divorce, mom You can't be friends with him anymore.:
2: Claudia and I were talking about it earlier a lot. A lot of fantastic films this year have been Netflix productions, uh, the Irishman being another one of them.
1: You don't know that they're hounding me. They're looking at everything I do. and you let this happen in public. You're giving it to him. I'm going to jail him yeah the statement i'm going to present because he gives... i wonder what so, the, i
0: wonder what the breakdown when it comes to it uh, um, whether people more people saw the irishman on tv than saw it in the cinema i should think probably well certainly
2: yeah by the end of the year i bet more people have seen it on tv because it certainly in this country it had a very short theatrical release i think so uh, i saw it on the big screen uh, but it's so long i think i've said this before on the podcast it's so long that actually netflix is the perfect Sort of you can do it, it in bite it. sizes, you, you can, can come yeah, back can to it. I mean, tea, that is the can...
0: great joy of, of Netflix now. You, you're you scheduling yourself, so you can come back to things, pause them and come back to them and, and look at them in a, in a new way.
3: Yeah, and when it comes to TV dramas, it, it now feels quite odd to wait a week for the next episode. So, actually, when we were talking about Chernobyl earlier, and I I just watched. I just binged watched it in a weekend. I, th- I think it would have been really strange to watch it over five weeks. It
0: yeah, that's changed our yes. our, our viewing habits yeah. completely. Everyone talks about the the box set binge. That was something we weren't talking about in two thousand and nine. No.
3: And actually, the BBC now they they um, they stream a lot of their programs, like Gold Digger, which is on at the moment. They uploaded all of the episodes at the same time, so you can watch it week by week if that's your thing. But you can also watch the whole thing.
0: Somebody was giving me a peon of praise to Marriage Story. This is yeah. the one with Scarlett Johansson in, yeah, and and it's basically Kramer versus Kramer updated, uh, isn't it? Yeah, in a way, yeah.
2: Although the the child in Kramer versus Kramer was the was sort of at the epicenter of it all, and and in this it's not really. What and also Kramer versus Kramer was a you know they that was a really kind of bad tempered falling out between those two people, Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep. But this this is kind of a love story actually, uh, and it's a love that has gone. Sarah almost for reasons beyond their control my
0: my work is here now my family's here
2: And I agreed to put Henry in school here because your show went to series I did that knowing that when you were done shooting he would come back to New York Honey
0: we never said that
2: that may have been your assumption but we never expressly said that We did say it When did we say it?
1: I don't know when we said it but we said it We said it that time on the phone Honey let me finish sorry I keep saying that I thought that if Henry was happy here and my show continued that we might do L.A. for a while.
2: I was not privy to that thought process. <sighs> you feel as though they're managing their their divorce until the lawyers get involved. It's it's kind of... It's, it's divorce American style because you get this very powerful divorce lawyer played by Laura Dern and she gets involved and then... So Adam Driver... Uh, it's also... Um, it's quite affectionate about both of these characters. You know, there's no goody, there's no baddie. It's just... It's just... It's very, very beautifully observed, beautifully acted. Scarlett Johansson's wonderful. Adam Driver, who's another of the nominees in the Golden Globes, is fantastic. And anybody who's been in any kind of long-term relationship, it doesn't, you know, it could be a very happy marriage. I'd like to think that I have one of those. Uh, But I don't know if my wife is listening to this. But... uh, um, but you can still, you know, totally invest emotionally in the in what's going on. It's very, very good. I really highly recommend it.
0: Uh, and Adrian, as our resident Marvel fan, yeah. uh, Adrian, can you just quickly give us one shout out for a superhero film this year? <laughs> put you on the spot you see yeah. you can't
1: even remember you, you're meant to be our fan <laughs> and
0: you can't yeah. even remember they are so
2: well, well actually if i can butt in jo- i, mean, uh, joke, I mean, joker in a way really joker's of course it yeah. is yeah it's, yeah it's a prequel yeah. isn't it that's that's what i love so much about it was that there's no cgi there's no all the sort of all the things that we expect from a superhero film you don't get in joker it's just a it's actually a brilliant analysis of of what it is to, to have a mental illness in, in kind of modern-day society, even though it's set in the early 80s. So um, so you could call that a superhero film. It's the, it's, for me, it's the standout film
0: of the year. We'll leave it at that. Thank you so much to Adrian, Claudia and Brian. Well, now you know what's worth going back through the archives to experience again and what tickets you really wish you hadn't bought. Thanks to Brian, Adrian and Claudia. And that's it from It's New Year. Thank you to all my guests and thank you to you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch, email us at itsfriday at mailplus.co.uk. We'll be back in the new year and every week with your MailPlus briefings at mailplus.co.uk. But for now, I'm Jim White. Happy New Year.